It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 726 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, January 7, 2024. And I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert who is recovering from the COVID, Joe at Marnus3 at MSTDN.party. How are you, Joe? <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I guess I'm okay. I'm, I'm alive. Hey, you're speaking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing better and on the men. Also joining us from the left coast, Kathy Larkin. How are you, Kathy? Oh, I'm 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 still here. I'm freezing to death because we didn't get snow, but we got cold last Ooh, night. Nice. A little icy. All right, and joining us from down Tennessee way, Adam. Adam Hebert, Adam Kuhn on at Mastodon.world, or Hello. Adam Kuhn on the threads. How are you, Adam? I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. And from also from the left coast, Justice Putnam. Welcome back, Justice. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and thanks for having me having me back. Yeah. How was your holidays, Justice? Well, it was uh, it was quiet, which is good. Um, a little bit of news that. Of the personal, uh, my mom had her uh, yearly pulmonary test and stuff, and it turns out that her carotid artery is 90% blocked. Uh-oh. So we've been oh. doing an expedited uh, uh, testing because she had a heart attack. Well, an infarction, which is still a heart attack. Wasn't a right. widow maker. But regardless, last March, so uh, we were given the word that you know, she had the one hip replacement, but probably a hip replacement is going to be too invasive and her heart wouldn't be able to handle it. And so the other part of her hip isn't as bad as the one that had been replaced. So mm. we just put that aside. So a bit of a concern, you know, but uh, fortunately this type of procedure to either put in a stent, that's what I presume they're doing. And we'll talk to the surgeon surgical team real soon here but uh it's can uh, a lot less invasive obviously so she doesn't have to be as deep under anesthesia and whatnot but she passed her test and actually her heart is stronger this this year than it was last well, this time last year that's good before actually. her huh. so that was kind of nice to hear but um uh, still waiting because the intimation when they discovered this blockage uh, just about seven days ago is that <clears throat> this this procedure would be happening fairly soon. So uh, now we're in Oregon, so we have a few people and apparently not as many doctors. I wonder where they're going. <laughs> you think you think we'd be getting some from Idaho, right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, the, I, I think the intimation is that they're a bit backed up. But you know, that's always a worry because you know, I mean, ninety percent blockage. Anything could happen. I don't want my mom to have a stroke. No one right. does. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. I mean, that's her to Portland or something. That's way too far away. Well, I mean, oh, what's she couldn't? Eugene, she couldn't take. Eugene. She can't. She can't travel that far. How about Eugene? Is that too yeah, far too? Yeah, we have to go over passes, and this time of year, it's not possible. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, so. I'll tell you, I was talking with my doctor about that. You know, right now it takes forever to get an appointment for anything, and he mm -hmm. was telling me the problem they yeah. were, the problem they were having is is that he's trying to send people for cancer um, screens and things like that, and it's taken him months to get an appointment. 
just, part of just to get an some MRI of these. Or, or, I'm sorry, Tim. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say some of the surgical issues is that you know you have to have enough plasma aboard. You know, so yeah. living. See, this is where I got really spoiled living in civilization. Is that you didn't really <laughs> have to worry about it. Right. You come out here in the hinterlands where they go, oh, science, uh, what a bunch of hogwash. Uh, I'm going to live by magic. And then you realize, well, where's the plasma? No one's donating their blood because it's magic. Yeah. Well, I know. Like last year when I was, I, when they told me to go, you know, make an appointment for the colonoscopy, I called and it was July. And they're like, oh, the first date we have available is October 27th, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Jeez. Wow, four months? Wow. So. Nice. So anyway, so just, that's the news out here easy. of the personal, the the political. It's the same old, same old. We're you know we're in an election cycle, and uh, uh, apparently there's. I don't know if you've heard this or if you had any experience with it, but there seems to be a whole block of voting voters who, I, <laughs> they. Apparently, they like dictators. Right? They want to vote yeah, for a well, dictator. I, I you just know don't. The, the red hats, you think? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. There's I a don't... whole. I, I don't. <laughs> you, you heard this, right? Oh, yeah. They, they, they seem, at least out here, they're, they're very brazen about it. They want everyone to know. Yeah. You're living yeah, in well, conservative the... land. I'm like, am mm-hmm. I? I thought this was America. Yeah, so it's not I'm thinking maybe I'll write land. a letter to the editor about my Nazi neighbor. <laughs> right. Yes. Goes. There that you sounds go. Like, that sounds like some sort of new anime series, my Nazi neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can find me five mornings a week on Netroots Radio and also on all the social media sites at Justice Putnam. And I'm the poetry editor at Daily Coes, Black Coes, so check us out. All right, thank you, Justice. Glad to have you back. And Kathy, what's happening down uh, San Jose Way? Well, it's it, quiet as usual. I mean, it, little things happen here and there, and you know, somebody's spitting and hewing over housing and rent costs and stuff like that. But other than those things, you know, uh, if you have a place, we you tend to hang on to it. But um, otherwise, I guess we're we're okay. You know, it's not it's not horrible here. Well, that's good. That's you know, cool. like like some of the other places, like in in Oregon and uh, Idaho. <laughs> Idaho's a little strange. Too bad, beautiful land. Yeah, well, uh, and you're not in Bakersfield with uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, oh, oh, well, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy's—he's toast. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> I, I'm waiting to to see what happens in that area to see if they bring in a Democrat for a change instead oh, of I a stupid Republican. It. I seriously doubt it. We are so close well, to getting Speaker Jeffries, and I I can just taste it. Yeah, I can taste it too. Yeah, two right now. What are we? Two votes? Two vote majority? Yeah, just two. Yeah, that's not much. Yeah. Imagine not- if that happened this this year, like for the first time in United States history, the the chamber flipped before an election. Right. In a presidential election year. Well, what, you I know, mean, it could. It could. How demoralizing would that be yeah. for the maggots? Right. <laughs> yeah, well, it would just prove the point. Well, my my yeah. thing is I'm wondering how long Johnson's going to last as speaker. Well, you know, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm hearing, you know, tension 
you know, they claim he's going to go directly to the president about this border thing. Well, bullshit, the border thing, they make that, they use that as such a, a tool so that they can cause a rift. Yeah. Well, that's why they went down to the, he took that delegation down to the border last yeah, week. Yeah, right is, after is, they, what, what happened in between, I uh, oh, let me guess. Uh, and there were hardly any people. Let me guess. To come the, over the job numbers, the markets on fire, the the great economy. But oh, we got to go down to the border. And then they yeah. say they don't want to do anything about the border because it might help the Democrats. Right. Exactly. They don't. They well, don't care about the border. They care about having the issue. Yep. Yes. Also, the the migrants are are slowing down. Also. Yeah. You know what they were using is gone. You know, all those bodies, you know, so Abbott can't ship them out either to us or to to New York or something like that. Because he's I guess he sent several buses to uh, Sacramento. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you see, yeah, Eric so Adams, he's a human trafficker. He violated federal he is law. a human trafficker. Yes, and he yet, is. And yet no one's arrested him. Slap the cuffs on him. Is, oh. We have a very active border in in. Uh, uh, Southern Cal, you know, and I don't hear anybody saying anything about it. Yeah, you know, it's because the they adverse, manage but, it better. But again, the thing is, is that Abbott and DeSantis have both violated federal human trafficking law, and yet they have suffered zero, exactly zero consequences for it. Well, well there I were, mean, look, there were there were sixty known terrorists at the border for a photo op. Well, oh, look, yeah, it right. was three yeah, hours. Th- those guys, it was yeah, the insurrectionist uh, group. Well, yesterday was three years from the insurrection, and Trump is still right. walking free. So, yeah, you know, right, right. So anyway, Kathy, well, tell people where they can check you out. Uh, they can check me out on uh, Facebook at Let's Remember to Never Forget, and I'm on the other platforms. And eventually, you know, if you try to contact me on any other platform, I'll see it. All right, so, thank you. Um, you know, but mainly it's Facebook. All right, thank you, Kathy and Adam. What's happening? Thank Tennessee? you for having me. Yeah, Adam, what's happening, Tennessee Way? Well, uh, it's the new year. Inventory is coming up at the PX, so fun, fun, fun. Oh, it's January. Uh, yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. Uh, inventory, the second worst time of the year, if you work retail to Christmas. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, I received some lovely Christmas cards from people, uh, from friends we made in the uh, the business. Oh, that's and uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't do many cards this year, uh, like I normally do, just because of my surgery and all that crap that was going on. So it was just kind of a weird Christmas. But yeah, but, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Adam, tell people where they can check you out. Oh, right, that part. Yeah, <laughs> you can find me. Uh, well, I'm still working on my new project at RadioForHumans.com. Um, Radio for Humans with H O O M A S at Threads. You find me on, on Mastodon, but not the shitter. I refused. I refused to even ask for amnesty. You know, I, that's what I don't get. You know, who gets amnesty? Trump. Mm-hmm. The man who tried to overthrow the guy who who doesn't get amnesty, the guy whose crime was tell a Republican go fuck themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw now they, yesterday that uh, the value of Twitter is down from forty four billion to twelve. And my, and my question is is why is dropping it, like a rock? Why is it even twelve? I 
mean, I know. And the other it, thing, you know, it was loaded with Nazis yesterday. Well, so. that's what I, I said. Yeah, I saw people were posting yesterday that Twitter was nothing but January sixth denial and and uh, right. You know, it in, was crazy yesterday. Insurrection yeah. people. It was <laughs> it, praising, it's insulting praising to my themselves. intelligence to read it. Yuck. Yuck. Well, I'm glad I'm not on yeah, there. Yeah, that bad. Glad I'm not on there. So, so Just, anyway. Well, well that's a shame. I wish they'd sell it to somebody who knows how to manage one of these things. Yeah. You know, if anybody truly does, because they're all new. Mark Cuban isn't doing much with the Dallas Mavericks, as, or as much. Maybe he's got time. There you go. Huh? Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. That would be good, because he's, you know, he's calling people out too so yeah well taylor that's uh, good i'd rather have him or taylor swift yeah, yeah they're all like freaking out about taylor swift oh my goodness yeah <laughs> well i was wondering if, there, if if fox news did a segment on target selling pink stanley cups because the right wing was all freaked out about stanley cups or something. Oh, i was so confused i thought they God. meant hockey and then i realized oh the stanley coffee mug right it's oh, a, oh, yeah oh. the stanley cup but like, it's a barbie yeah. cup the Stanley Cup is pink? Wow, they've really yeah. come a long ways in the hockey. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> I Stanley Tools. I didn't get it. Anyway, well, the one I saw was uh, Stanley from the Golden Girls on the cup. <laughs> yeah. Someone is said, it really is pink or is it fuchsia? Someone no, said, this is the pink. only one I want. It's, so. it's Barbie pink. Right. <laughs> what is Barbie? That's why. Barbie pink. That's right. They should call it that, Barbie Pink. Well, it By is way, Barbie Pink. Did you see Joy's last day of the, her last show? She closed the last show of the year by having her two Santas in the in the wheelchair, the black and the white Santa, and then she was waving the the uh, rainbow uh, <laughs> nutcrackers. Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> it was hilarious. So she was cracked me. Good? Up. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh. nice to. To see her do that, I, I cracked up. <laughs> but, you know, well, anyway, oh, thank you, Adam. Joe, what's happening up Scranton Way? I understand you got a little snow. A little. Uh, a little, about three inches. I'm glad you're feeling better after... Uh, a dusting, yeah. as we call it. Well, we were we were scheduled to do a show last Sunday, and then on Thursday I got a text message from you saying, oh, I tested positive for COVID, and I went, uh-oh. So yeah. I said, let's just let's just not do a show because there's hardly any news anyway, since everybody's on holiday, and we'll just do a best the clown car and uh, pick up next week. So, so here we are. Yeah, and as I'm it glad. turns out, I would not have been able to be on on last Sunday because <laughs> right? I was I was oh. not speaking well. Oh. But <clears throat> I was worried about you, Joe. And we all were. Well, yes. thank you, thank you, but uh, uh, Adam, but uh, I was never in real. Real danger. <laughs> well, I just I worry about anybody that gets it, you know, that yeah. I know that. Know what can you know, I, I I don't have anybody. I don't know anybody that hasn't. <laughs> I really don't. No, I know. In fact, I, in fact, I have friends that have had it two and three times. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. Well, I you know my I have a friend that has a hundred and three year old mother, and uh, she tries to stay away from people herself because. She doesn't want to infect her, you know, because she's she still walks around and, you know, she reads and she does a lot of things. So she wants to maintain, you know, her health. She doesn't want to mess her up. I think her daughter is worse shape than her mother. You know, my friend is in worse shape than her mother because she's got a cyst on her lungs or a couple of cysts. Mm, Yeah. But they're not malignant. Uh, Most of the time, those cysts are just cysts. 
They can drain them. Well, but here I anyway. am. Well, we're I'm glad here. you're doing better, Joe. Yeah, you're still there. I made it. I made it through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't take the I didn't take the meds they sent me because <laughs> two warnings two warnings about my kidneys are enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. Both the doctor and and the uh, and the pharmacist warned me about so the side effects. So you just uh, ended effects. up with a terrible, terrible congestion and all that well, junk and losing your voice and. But that's you know, all right. I, you know, I've I had mean, people it's not that. So bad. I've had people that ha- they took the medicine, and oh, yeah. said <clears throat> it did nothing, absolutely nothing. They were yeah. just as sick. It, it didn't touch them, and uh, as soon as they stopped the medicine, uh, they had a relapse. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had that. So yeah, and and you know, as far as the home testing, well, as far as uh, n- positive testing, yeah, because. I had two lines like within f- ten seconds. <laughs> you know, there, there was like no doubt. They're like, you know? oh yeah, that's yeah, not good. Like, because they are selling tests that come with two lines in case you want to get out of a wedding or a funeral. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and I saw. But, I saw in Europe they were uh, actually selling um, tests that had three things on it. One was flu, one was COVID, and one was mm-hmm. RSV. So you could take oh, one well, test wow. that would test all three. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they told me, though, that after I was all done and, and everything, the doctor told me, don't bother testing for a month because you're going to be positive whether you're positive yeah. or not. That's how that works. For 30 days. Oh, okay. So, so he said, don't even bother. Don't even waste wife? the test. Is she okay? Is she yeah, okay? She, she got it. She got it. Oh, she did, too. She was sick uh. before me, actually. She got sick on mm. Christmas, the day after Christmas. Well, you and, probably got it from her. <laughs> well, the thing is, as soon as she had symptoms, she tested negative, tested again two days later, negative, tested again two days later, negative. Then after I was sick and isolating in the basement, uh, she tested a fourth time and positive. And you and got to come positive. upstairs, right? Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> I bet you were glad to get out of that basement. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, well, my basement's pretty nice, but yeah. uh, you know, it's it's, it's kind of lonely down there. No right. dogs, no nothing. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, um, you know, we were. So now we both have it, or had it, or uh, whatever. And you're you're percolating it anyway. We got exact. Well, actually, now I'm looking at the CDC stuff, and they say you're shedding more before you have symptoms than. Yeah, like usually that's later. that's the way it happens. That's usually the way it happens. <clears throat> yeah, the ripest before. They said no, your shedding is more 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 likely to give it to somebody before you even know you have it. Right. Because so few in my neck of the woods refuse to get vaccinated for anything. I mean, measles, mumps, COVID and stuff. We have these problems of like outbreaks of all those diseases. And I wonder oh, why. God. But I should I, I just want to make a point is that uh, when my mom and I got COVID, we'd both been vaccinated for, you know, several months before we got it. <clears throat> and uh, uh, when she was in the hospital. There were eight other women between the ages of, I think, 32 to 70-something. And my mom's in her 80s. And my mom was the only one who survived. And she, oh, was, the only wow. one va- and she was the only one vaccinated. There so the know, hospital kind of made a big deal about that at the time. So. Right. Well, that's what they said. I mean, the, the, the vaccines. Yeah, the vaccines work. Well, they don't keep you from catching COVID. They keep you but from dying from, from COVID. Yeah, yeah, they keep you from dying. So, so uh, we try to keep her up to date. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's easier. You know, I mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand the the total history. Well, I do understand it because it became politicized. Once it becomes politicized, yeah. you're screwed. You know, No, so. it's like it I you you can't argue with anti-vaxxers about not sending their kids to a public school with measles. Right. I mean, they they absolutely think that they should go out there and infect everybody else because that's the only way we can have herd immunity. They think they have a right to be a a, a risk to public health. I mean, why? They think their freedom trumps our right to be safe and healthy. I mean, why hasn't the American... American, I'm not saying they're not stupid. Yeah. Why hasn't the American Medical Association pulled the medical license for Joseph Latipo? Yeah, the Florida Surgeon General who came out and said and told people not to get the COVID vaccine, that it was dangerous. Right. I'll tell you exactly why. He's connected to Ron DeSantis, who's basically at right now one of the most powerful dictators in this country. He rules. He rules Florida with an iron fist. No one's going to fuck with him. Yeah, but the American Medical Association isn't tied yes. to Florida. But I, I get what you're saying. Nobody on that board wants to wake up with a bunch of people in the, the foyer of their mansion. Well, not just that, but no no one on the board, you know, like I said, no one on the board, you know, it's not just that, though. You got, you know, you got to think about how these people think. Yeah, they may not have ties to Florida, but, you know. I'm saying that stochastic terrorism turns into real violence, as evidenced by what happened to Paul Pelosi. Right. Correct. And what's happening to judges all across the country. So exactly. Right. And so I, I, I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I'm saying that it's <laughs> it's an excuse in a way. I, I, I would hope that in a similar situation that I would, you know, not be quiet about it. But I will say that I haven't put any political signage on my property here because I don't want my house burned down. Right. Exactly. Right. I, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, I would love to advertise, but I, you know, there's no way I'm going to do that. I live right on the street. And, you know, I'd probably have my windows broken. Yeah. Well, Joe, I understand you uh, didn't get as much snow as they were predicting. <laughs> no, they were predicting four to eight inches here. And we got like, I have to be like stretch it to say three. Yeah, yeah. they were saying one wow. to three for us, and we and we got about one. It's already all melted. So, <laughs> well, actually, they yeah. said it was going to come up the uh, the Delmarva Peninsula, and instead, it came right over Philadelphia, <laughs> the, the the low itself. So that pushed all the snow to our north and west, yeah. most of it. And mm. I saw actually Boston got quite a bit. So. Actually, we got yeah. rain. We got rain part of last night. Yeah, so we did too. We're getting a lot of rain on Wednesday, according to what they're saying, and a lot of rain on Friday. So. And you have real low temperatures too, so it could freeze. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, ice, oh, that, ice, I like no ice, ice arenas, right? Slide like right on think, down the street. I like to think that it kills some pests for a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's what. Like even a small smattering of snow will get rid of gnats and things like that, especially if you're having sn- uh, rain right afterwards. So because then they start survivors start breeding again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and ticks and and fleas are yeah a, a bane They're of our fishing. existence here. I yes. Bet. Sure. Oh. Yes. Well, Joe. So anyway, I can I can understand the gnats. I have gnat problems. Joe, tell me Ugh. where they can check you out. They, well, you can. Oh my God. What's that? That's a jet. 
<laughs> might be a Boeing 737 Are they landing Max. outside right. the place? Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what it sounds with the doors open. Right. <laughs> there you go. Oh, right. Oh. Fasten your oh. seatbelts, everybody. Yeah, I hope uh, they, they didn't blow a panel. <laughs> well, you can, you can find me not on a 747. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on uh, Mastodon and... You can find me on um, WordPress, jcantorsa.wordpress.com. But that's about all. And you won't find me there often because I don't do that stuff anymore. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And, uh, you know, speaking of that uh, flight where the the panel blew off in in flight, uh, this is why they tell you to keep your seatbelts fastened. Uh, Yeah. Not just turbulence. If the walls come popping off, right. you want to make sure you're hung, hanging in there. Right. And the one person. You know, I was just watching that Twilight Zone where, uh, you know, uh, William Shatner was on the plane and the the, the, the monster was pulling the wings off. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Did you see, remember that one? Did you see the Photoshop yes. of that with Trump out on the wing looking in the, in the window? Yes. <laughs> God, I'd like to see him out there now. Right. But. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, it's and the one person had their phone sucked out. <laughs> they had their phone in their yeah. hand and it got sucked out the hole. <laughs> Whoops! Whoops! There goes your phone. Yeah, teach it, teach it was, not to wear a lanyard, right? There was a teenager just. There was a teenager just a couple of seats away from that breach, and uh, coincidentally, some people had moved from there just before takeoff. Otherwise, they could have been. Sucked out crazy yeah. stuff. Tim, is that well, covered by Apple Care? I, I know, know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you, Joe. And uh, Tim Cromwell uh-huh. hailing from the great city of Pittsburgh. We had a great Christmas, very low key uh, New Year's, and watched Anderson Cooper <laughs> and uh, Andy Cohen, oh. which was hilarious as always. Uh, yeah, you watched it, and I played cards. <laughs> Oh my God! It was the uh, it was the gayest one yet. <laughs> they had on everybody. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, and, and they had on uh, Bo and Yang, and it's just it was, it was like a parade of gay men up there, but with them. But it was, and they were drinking tequila shots again. Uh, now, oh. now that uh, what's his face is gone, Chris Licht is gone from uh, from CNN. Uh, they got their tequila back, but uh, and then and then the whole thing with the with the cat bar in Japan. Did you see that? <laughs> Oh, that was funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, Jeez. anyway, uh, you can follow me on most everything Tim Cormall. We are timcormall.com's website for the show. We're on Apple, Google, and Amazon podcasts, as well as on Netroots Radio, 6.30 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, as well as Radio for Humans, Mondays and Wednesdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Right, Adam? Yep. And with that, uh, let's do the follow me. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Pinterest. Follow me on Twitch. Follow me on MySpace. What the hell is MySpace? Follow me on Musically. Follow me on Reddit. Follow me on the sidewalk. Follow me on the road. Follow me on WhatsApp. Follow me on Daily Motion. Follow, 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 follow me. Let's start out with uh, Kathy. Who's your social media friend this week? Uh, well, I'm I'm uh following Harry Dunn. Yes. And you can follow him on Instagram or you can follow him on X. No, no, uh, I, I didn't find him <laughs> on anything else, but I don't follow, you know, I'd rather follow him on Instagram. Yes. And I'm, let me see, what was his name? Uh, his uh, at uh, Liberdun. Yeah. Liberdun? L I B R A D U N N. Yeah. 
And another, the reason I'm following him is because he announced, uh, I think it was this week, this last week, Friday, that he's running for office. He's running for the house. He's running for for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah. I think that's outstanding. Good for him. So he he's running in in the third district of Maryland. Yes. All right. Libra done on Instagram. All these links will be in the show notes. And let's go to Adam. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, so my uh, uh, social media friend of the week is Midas Touch. Uh, I've actually started follow, uh, listening to one of their podcasts. So thank you for such a, thank you for the the assist. Uh, but uh, this week they revealed. The orange man has no idea how science works or how magnets <laughs> oh, work. Oh, you're just discovering that. Um, you need me I, to I suspect say. Trump is someone who is very easily blinded by science. Yes. Uh, he has a, he has a brother. He, he has a brother who is an MIT professor, right. and by osmosis, he knows a lot about science. He said so. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, well, he thinks that if you. Uh, Put water on magnets; they stop working. Yeah, yes. what's up with yeah. that? Right. Uh, well, uh, I think and, he's thinking of an electromagnet. Which, you know, I know. Uh, yeah. He well, thinks because he flooded the basement and uh, the electromagnets in his uh, computer went kaput that all you have to do is throw water on a magnet. What's up with I that? I know. Yesterday, I posted on Facebook uh, and, uh, inst- and on Instagram and on Threads and everything, and um, uh, Mastodon. I said, "Mark safe from pouring water on a magnet today." <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but uh, but this is what he said. It didn't work. They had an almost billion dollar cost overrun on the magnetic elevators. Think of it, magnets. Now, all I know about magnets is this: give me a glass of water, let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. Why didn't they use John Deere? Why didn't they bring in the John Deere people? Do you like John Deere? I like oh, John Deere. Oh yeah, pour water on a magnet and it doesn't work anymore. What the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. John Deere brand magnets. You fucking moron. <laughs> There you go. They need to get all the the metal particles. Get the metal particles out of his brain. (laughs) Just understand there's a bunch of stupid people who think he's a genius. So what does that make the stupid people? I don't know. But they could do a colonoscopy on him and get the the metal particles out of his brain. Boom. Oh, there you go. All you right. Know. So Midas Touch on the threads. I will put a link in the show notes and we'll go to uh, Justice. My social media friend of the week this week is the Chronicles of David at Dopper O one eight nine. And he's over there on the Universidon. That's uh, part of the Mastodon. the uh, Mastodon mm-hmm. platform. Uh, David is also just coincidentally the managing editor of Black Co's. And uh, you should follow him. Every Friday he puts a roundup of uh, scientists in history uh, that have been part of the diaspora and this quite exhaustive research that he does, let alone uh, both – uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, he does a news roundup from around the world and uh, of import. So you should check him out. He's a chem engineer, a progressive political junkie, the part of the story rescue at Daily Kos, and of course the Black Kos managing editor. He has hashtag Unite Blue, and then his Addy for uh, his Mastodon account and. He hails from Manchester, New Hampshire. All right. All right. So follow the Chronicles of David 
and uh, you'll be uh, better for it. All right. Dopper0189 at universadon.com on the Mastodon. Links are in the show notes. Joe, who are you going with this week? Well, I'm going because I, I won't watch the news anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I am still a Doctor Who fan, and my uh, my social media friend of the week is on Instagram, and it's the new Doctor Who, oh, Kyuti oh. Gatwa, who will be making Fox News pull their hair out this <laughs> coming uh, this coming March because he is the first black Doctor Who. Oh, you mean Yay. DEI Doctor? Ah, yes. <laughs> what? That, that that's their new thing for racism is diversity, equity, oh. and inclusion. So that's yes. that, that's why the uh, Harvard uh, no, president no. got fired Look, because come on, guy. Well, Kiyuti Gatwa is is been a, a big uh, star in in uh, the UK for quite a while. He's had well many many uh, BBC hits. Now, but, according uh, according to the MAGA Nazis, that's even more proof of how insidious DEI is. Mm. Well, it's even worse because the uh, the first three specials they had right before Christmas that had uh, David Tennant on, who, by the way, if you ever see him do Hamlet, it's great. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Version of Hamlet. Or yes. one, of, one of his versions of Hamlet. But anyway, uh, he, he, he came back uh, to introduce Gatwa as the new doctor, uh, they sort of split the split instead of regenerated. They split generated, <laughs> but uh, it, yeah. But the, the interesting part cool, was though. that the, the head of the head of unit was a woman in a wheelchair. Yes. Is your hair on fire yet? Right. See. No. Uh, See? And, no. and 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 Doctor Who's companion's daughter. Was, was a trans woman. Oh, right. no. Oh, oh yes. No. Heaven forbid. Wait, wait, wait. The mix. Wait, wait. It was worse. Nice drama sting. Her name was Rose, and she was a mixed race <gasps> trans woman. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. See? Oh, so They're there's going to be a lot of Fox News specials coming up on the Doctor Who. But anyway, Kiyuti Gatwa, he is a great Doctor Who. He had his first special Christmas special this year. And uh, it was great. If you didn't see it, watch it. And he's coming on, I think, in May with a new season of Doctor Who. Cool. And he is Doctor number 15. Oh. Is that is that That's on Disney, right? <clears throat> Uh, yes. yes, it is, and that's what I. One yeah. thing I was curious about is why is the show on Disney? <laughs> that's all right with me. Makes that's no a sense. good place well, for it. Well, it's on Disney Plus because they made a deal with the BBC. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you know? yeah, the, uh, the previous seasons it's were all on, about money. The money, previous money, money, right, money, money, money. The previous seasons were on HBO Max, right? Well, and, it's all right. The other place, Disney. Well, they were on. For, they, they used to. They be, when they started the series back in two thousand five. When the reboot came on with Chris, uh, with Chris, Chris, Christopher Eccleston, mm-hmm. uh, actually it was uh, on BBC America. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where it started on BBC America, and then it switched, 
several times. And yeah, now it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, that, and, uh, that was before BBC America became the Star Trek Next Generation <laughs> channel. <laughs> That's all they play on there anymore. <laughs> now, I, I want to say, though, it's not fair to say the Republicans are, are, are anti-diversity justice because okay. the lo- hold on I, i'm going somewhere with this i promise i know okay the longer they run yeah things, hurry because my eyes are stuck at the top of my head sorry the longer they run <laughs> things diverse it gets thank you see uh, there you go okay yeah, so they're very diverse they're a bunch of weirdos so i do i i, I do not, have one they're quick not diverse question. they're diverse Okay, I do so have one quick okay. question for Joe about the Doctor Who mm-hmm. and, and the new Doctor Who. Now, I'm not as deep a fan and longtime fan as, as you guys are. But my understanding, when they got a new Doctor Who, it was relatively an unknown. Is that correct? And the new Doctor Who actually is a fairly well-known actor in his own right. Is Am I mistaken in that? Or uh, Yeah, because the... The the re, you know it, it might might have been back in the old series, right? Which which ran from 1963 to 1989. Uh, oh, you mean BBC. like during Benny Hill? Right. Well, it was <laughs> yeah during the during the when 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 PBS start bringing a lot of BBC, yeah. you know, things yeah. like upstairs, downstairs, and exactly. have you been served and all those? Are you being uh, served? Yeah. Are you being served? You know, uh, all all those start coming on B, on PBS. Yeah, around that that time that era i don't think they were well known but they were unknowns um okay. you know sylvester mccoy i don't think was unknown uh, a lot of tom baker and did some, some of them oh sorry joe i didn't mean to interrupt i thought that was a good pause um some of them have probably come over from the royal shakespeare theater um because you mentioned david tennant's uh hamlet he i was mm-hmm. he affiliated with the royal shakespeare yes, theater yes, before? yes yes you know so was. i mean that happens sure. a lot, you know. Especially, I mean, Sir Patrick Stewart, of course, was yeah. was a Shakespearean actor before he became um, uh, Captain Picard. Jean Lee, right. right? Yeah, you see that a but lot. But anyway, uh, yeah, getting back to Doctor Who and your your question, yeah. uh, uh, Justice, is that uh, no? Because when they re when they try to reboot uh, reboot it in 1995, and it they did a TV movie that it was a pretty good movie, but it it just didn't catch on. When they brought it back, it was Chris Eccleston, who was already notorious for playing a lot of villains, you know, in in uh, in film, and he brought it back in 2005, and he uh, made it successful. And then uh, David Tennant came along. He only wanted to do one year. There's a tradition among Doctor Who's, except for Don Baker, they only do three years. Oh. And then they leave. Now Tom Baker was the exception to that. He did I six. Kind of did four. No, he did three. And okay. uh, yeah, he did uh, seasons two, three, and four of the new iteration. And then uh, then it was Matt Smith. So 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 whenever you see a British phone booth, you know your time is up. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh, all right, we were but, uh, long yeah. Here, anyway, cutie so. not got to a. And don't miss it. You're going to love the new Doctor Who. Yeah, N-C-U-T-I-G-A-T-W-A on Instagram. And all the N-C- links. Yeah, and N-C-U- all N-C-U-I-T-I-G-A-T-W-A. G-A-T-W-A-A. Yeah, N-C-U-T-I-G-A-T-W-A. 
DTWA. All right, on the Instagram. And uh, I went with uh, Billy Joe Armstrong on Instagram uh, because he's the lead singer of Green Day. Green Day. And uh, this happened on New Year's Eve. wing heads all over the world exploded <laughs> oh that's what it's all about i wasn't sure yes he says he says well maybe i'm a f word for uh gay america i'm not part of the maga agenda <laughs> now everybody anything do that, the propaganda that makes the maggots upset makes me happy and now yeah, everybody do the propaganda too. and sing along to the age of paranoia <laughs> That's right. So, oh, no, I always love it when a bunch of squares are trying to tell punks what punk is. Yeah. So, Billy Joe, I'm showing on the Instagram, and uh, we'll give all of our social media friends the applause. Yeah. I should tell you, I we we used to go to nine two four Gilman and watch Green Day and Chumbawamba and all the great acts from back in the day. The Mises, no one remembers. Well, the that Mises. was on. I forgot to say that oh, was on. Oh uh, God! But I hate was, Mises to pieces. That was on the Dick Clark. Uh, uh, ABC, I guess it was New Year's yeah. special thing. I don't know. We Dick were Clark. watching CNN. So, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, Adam Kinzinger was on talking about Trump whining. Uh, Congressman, to you first here. Trump's rivals, you've heard them. They're backing him. They're saying he should not be taken off the ballot for 2024. Politically speaking, do they have any other choice? No, and, and that's. I think that's a great observation. Is they they have to say this. I mean, I'm not saying it's not principled. I think about half of them or more aren't principled in anything. But in Chris Christie's case, particularly, he's been very clear of his feelings of Donald Trump. So this isn't, you know, some weak need approach. But if you're running against the guy to beat him, and you just come out and say that these cases are the way to get rid of Donald Trump, I think it makes you look weak. It does not help you with the base. Doesn't help you with the election. And I think, you know, aside from the legal question, because ultimately that's a Supreme Court decision, uh, I think this is probably good for Donald Trump politically because he's a professional victim, a professional whiner and right? zillaker. And this <laughs> oh, allows God, him to, to feed more into that. He's such a poor victim oh. narrative. So I think his opponents are, are saying what they need to say on the on the campaign trail for now. Yes, he's such a whiny little victim, you know. Aww. Yeah, uh, you know, um, <laughs> um, he, uh, Adam was on uh, uh, Midas Touch. When was it last week? Mm. He, 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 you know, a lot of people go on that show yeah. along with uh, Michael Cohen. Yeah, well, uh, and also uh, speaking of uh, his cheese is, uh, slipped off his cracker uh, in oh, the last God. couple was of it days. Ever on the cracker? Right? Uh, no. This was this was uh, I think from Friday over the seas, and it comes right over our land. And then they want us to have clean. I say, wait a minute, we, we're going to be clean, but it's all flying. Just remember that. Does that make sense? 
In other words, it's all coming through the currents, through the air. It all comes. You can, they can name it. They can say Don't exactly say where it's going to be and when. Uh, what? <laughs> what the wind, Mariah? What? 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 <laughs> yeah. What the heck what? is he talking about now? <laughs> Makes no sense. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really in La La Land, wasn't it? Right. <laughs> Imagine being someone so mind-numbingly stupid that you think he's a genius and hang on his every word and think, "Oh my God, that's the funniest thing ever said." Yeah. Well, I think I think what he was talking about there was pollution blowing over the United States from other countries or something. I don't. Yeah, I, it's just that what it was. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't out. figure what it out. Well, that's why I said the wind Mariah. You know, they call the wind Mariah the song. Right. And then uh, and then you know? uh, yesterday he uh, said this. Love studying the uh, if you take a look, I mean, the wars, I don't know what it is. The Civil War was so fascinating, so horrible. It was so horrible, but so fascinating. Horrible. It was uh, I don't know. It was just different. I just find it. I'm so attracted to seeing it so many mistakes were made see there was something i think could have been negotiated to be honest with you i think you could have negotiated that all the people died so many people died you know that was the disaster if you got hit by a bullet in the leg you were essentially going to die or lose the leg that's why you had so many people no legs no arms if you got hit in the arm or the leg it meant you were up because the infection, gangrene. It was just such a, no. you know, sort of a horrible time. <laughs> but that's, no, I was no, thinking to myself because I was uh, reading something. And Lead poisoning. I said, this is something that could have been negotiated. You know, uh, and it was just for all those people to die. And they died viciously. That was a vicious, vicious war. And uh, in many ways, look, they're all this nothing nice about it. But, boy, that was a that was a tough one for our country. But I think it's... Uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln. Of course, if you negotiated it, you probably wouldn't even know who oh, Abraham yeah. Lincoln was. Oh, uh, really? Right. He would have been president, but he would have been president. He would have been, he wouldn't have been the Abraham Lincoln. Would have been different, but that would have been okay. It's, uh, it would have been a, a thing that, and I, I know it very well. I know the whole process that they went through, and they just couldn't get along. And that would have been something that could have been negotiated and they wouldn't have had that problem but it was a tell it was a hell of a time yeah that was crazy that we we just heard however this just shows everything to this man is transactional right. it's something that can be negotiated right well, yeah. no, well, what's the negotiation negotiate you know i mean he's too much there is no negotiation with people who said, if you won't let us keep human beings as pet, we're leave- pets, we're leaving. Right. The South started the Civil War. Right. That What's to negotiate? Fact. What's to they, negotiate? The North, the North should have negotiated to uh, let more states uh-huh. be slave states. No. What's to negotiate? Right. Either people own people can own people or they can't. There's no middle ground. <laughs> There's yeah. no There's middle no ground, floor. right? Not to mention, the- you negotiate when they bomb Sumter and take it over? No. This is the guy who renegotiates people's salaries after they've done work for him. Okay? Yeah. I mean, when there was the Whiskey Rebellion, George Washington didn't say, let's negotiate. George Washington said, call it the militia. We're putting these motherfuckers down like rabid yeah. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, yeah, he's – he's uh, he's oh, and, and he also told said about the uh, shooting at that school in Iowa that we just have to get over it. So <laughs> uh. <sighs> enough. Enough, enough. Get the lost. 
Yeah. Now you know um, I don't watch the news. Right. So uh, yeah, I don't blame you. I'm I'm beginning to think maybe you've got something there, Joe. Right. And then uh, David you know. Jolly was on with uh, Jonathan Capehart. It's Nikki Haley's slavery ordeal. Tell you about both Nikki Haley and her campaign. Yeah, so Jonathan, let's start with Nikki Haley. I mean, that is really shocking and unsettling behavior from the, the currently the runner-up to Donald Trump, but a leading Republican in today's politics. Um, really unsettling. And and I would say this about Nikki Haley's approach. I'm a child of the South, oftentimes a rural South, and you do get exposed to this argument somehow that the Civil War was about states' rights, and and you get exposed to it. No. And the bad faith <laughs> argument then ends the <sighs> sentence there, and it takes good faith to realize, wait a minute, there's more to that sentence. Right. It was about a state's right to permit human slavery. And Nikki Haley right. knows that. And I think why it was so unsettling to see this from her is that at 51 years old, she should have reconciled her past heritage in the South with leadership on the world stage and the national stage that, yes, the Civil War was about slavery. It shouldn't take clean up on aisle screw up for her to revisit <laughs> this a second time. And even then when she acknowledges, she says, but, 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 it suggests an allegiance to the old vestiges of the South that I think people have assigned to Nikki Haley uh, a political caricature that has grown away from that. Clearly she hasn't, and it gives reason to question Nikki Haley's personal medal in politics, but also her leadership on the national state. Mm -hmm. and, and David, what does it say then about the GOP that she found it necessary to thread a needle that shouldn't have, have to be threaded? Look, I mean, this is a party that trades on racism and xenophobia and misogyny and tries to just gloss over it as though they don't really do so. But they do. And the reason they do is the failure of leadership from leading politicians like Nikki Haley to fail to stand up in the face of misogyny and racism and xenophobia. And then you're colored with it. And she is today. The party is today. And it's hopefully why they lose to Joe Biden in November. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're so. too chicken. I hope so. They're too chicken because their own voters want yeah, to believe they, that the Civil War was not about slavery. No, they it's know. The lost cause. They know. They just don't care. They don't well, want to admit that they're racist motherfuckers. Well, and Here's they're also the afraid of their they're also afraid of their own voters. They don't want to say right. anything that would piss them off. Here here's the thing. This the the question Nikki Healy asked is literally the lowest hanging fruit in American politics. Right. It's a literal what was the no civil brainer. war about? And she still fucked it up because she knows she can't piss off the racists. Right. But 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 did you catch her response though? When the reporter asked her what was the cause of the civil war? She said it was about the government telling people what they could and could not do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. The idea it was, it was I'm, just yep. it was a disaster. Yes, but okay. but, but, but the, the government's telling argue, people the government saying I can't own other human beings. But I it's don't also find the government offensive. But it's also the government telling women they can't get an abortion, get life-saving care. That's right. Right. The government telling gay people they can't the get married? Because she doesn't back up women either. And she is a woman. And do you know what I heard this morning? That she is in trouble because the men or a lot of people say, I don't want to vote for her because she's a woman. Mm -hmm. It's not about her issues. It's about the fact that well, she's a woman. She's a woman. So here we go. I mean, GOP, you're screwed. Yep. Yep. I wish I could. I wish I had that optimism, Kathy. But they'll find. Well, no, I'm not saying I'm optimistic. I'm she, saying she's not know, running she's for president. She's, 
She's not running for president. She's, she's running, running against Elise Stefanik for vice chancellor. Mm, yeah, yeah right. that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. Elise was on Meet like the Press this morning. So. Yes. Well, and uh, then yeah. uh, we saw, uh, in addition to Colorado, the state of Maine decided to kick Trump off the ballot. And uh, Caitlin Yay. Collins had on uh, she- uh, Sheena Bellows, who was the main secretary of state. The basis w- was your social media post, which you say had no bearing on your decision. But in the response to to your decision, we have seen Trump world attacking you, coming out, you know, post sharing photos of you that you've you know taken with President Biden. Obviously, we do know you're a Democrat. That's not surprising. But you saw Trump yeah. himself sharing on social media ways to contact your office the information to contact your office. I wonder, given the position that you're in and the decision that you've made, if you have concerns for for your safety since making this decision. I was prepared for the possibility of threats and I really appreciate uh, law enforcement and the people around me uh, who've been uh, incredibly supportive of my safety and security. Uh, My safety and security is important, so is the safety and security of everyone who works with me. And we have received threatening communications. Those are unacceptable. But regardless, my considerations in this proceeding is to adhere to the process. We are a nation of laws. Maine law required me to hold a hearing and issue a decision. And now it goes to the Superior Court. And I will uphold the ruling of the courts. That is the process that we are due. And again, looking at the evidence and the events of January 6th, it was an insurrection because people attacked not only the Capitol, but also that process of the peaceful transfer of power. It's notable to hear you say that you have gotten threats because of this decision. I mean, how concerning have those threats been to you? Those threatening communications are truly unacceptable. And I certainly worry about the safety of people that I love, people around me, and people who are charged with protecting me and working alongside me. Uh, That being said, we are a nation of laws, and that's what's really important. And so I've been laser focused on that obligation to uphold the Constitution. There you have it right there. There you are. So uphold the Constitution. And, and, um, you know, they're all butt whiny hurt about this. <laughs> oh, we should leave it up to the voters. Secretaries of Station, well, that's the law in that state. You know, well, she's following the process of the law in that state. Right. She had to rule argue against one rule for all states. You know, like is what is going to go before the Supreme Court on this? You know, whether. See, I, th- before I get into that, I just love how. All we've heard about is federalism, 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 federalism. And then as soon as federalism does something, they don't want federalism anymore. Right. Exactly. You know, forget states' rights. Forget about the rules of that state. Um, I, I, I just want to point out that it could have been a lot worse in 2016 when the Russians have been proved to have helped Trump. Mm-hmm. It would have been a lot worse if we didn't have 50 different rules in those states. It would have been a lot easier to manipulate just one rule than it was for 50. So something has to be said about, uh, you know, this hodgepodge across the nation of different voting rules. Well, that's what 
<laughs> to become a nation, that's what we agreed to with the states. Right. It's only in the original intent and in the text. Yep, yep. Right. And well, uh, Maggie Haberman had uh, this little gem that she uh, released over the holidays. Now is seen in political analyst Maggie Haberman. And Maggie, it's now been you know, nearly 24 hours since this decision from Maine Secretary of State came out. Trump has, his campaign has responded. He has posted a, a link to her contact information, but he himself doesn't seem to have said anything about this. How's he reacting privately to being removed from the ballot, not just in Maine, but in, in other states as well? well? Privately, he's saying similar things to what he's saying publicly, Caitlin, which is this is election interference and making all the political arguments that we have gotten used to. This isn't something that his folks are seeking out. It's yet another uh, set of court cases when they are already have a, a pretty full load of those. But some of his political advisors do think there is political advantage, at least in the short term. In Colorado, he's still on the ballot. So even as that case is likely to go forward to the Supreme Court, he is on the ballot because the decision or the ruling there has been stayed. In Maine, we don't quite know yet what's going to happen. Uh, they believe, generally speaking, he and his advisors, that they will have success at the Supreme Court. But he has also voiced some concern that a court that has, you know, he appointed uh, three of the justices uh, to the Supreme Court and it gave a, the conservatives a supermajority. He is concerned that they are going to look as if they're trying not to rule in his favor and might rule against him. We will see. But right now, this is crowding out final days of the primaries when his rivals who are trailing him need to get attention. And to that end, his team seems uh, sees some advantage. And also, to the points made before, there are a lot of people, including some Democrats, who are criticizing these decisions, and they are amplifying that as much as they can. Yeah, and they're worried about, you know, the actual just basis of this, the unprecedented nature of someone like a secretary of state, yep. you know, making the decision to remove a major party's potential candidate uh, from the ballot. But there also seems to be a political concern here. You talked about the Trump team seeing a political advantage. Chris Christie was on CNN this morning and telling my colleagues that he thinks this is going to make Trump a martyr, that this is going to potentially help him. I mean, if this mm -hmm. does go to the Supreme Court, if they reverse these decisions, uh, how much could that potentially help Trump in this? That's what his team is is relying on, is the idea that this plays into a broader sense that he is being victimized somehow victim. by the system. That's been again. his argument the whole time for the course of the last two years. I think it's important to note, Caitlin, he has been indicted for things that he did. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he is, he is charged with alleged crimes based on a lot of his own actions around trying to stay in office. In the case of, you know, the classified documents that he possessed, these were things he possessed. He argues that he had the right to have them. But again, these are things he did. And I understand understand that these cases are generally born out of a lot of frustration among Democrats that efforts to hold him accountable in various ways either moved slowly or didn't work at all, like the Senate impeachment trial, the second one. Um, but with the way it's playing out right now, it could end up benefiting him because his team is collapsing all of this under the rubric of witch hunt. And they're trying to turn around all of the arguments that are used against Trump that he interfered with the democratic process and trying to suggest that's what's being done to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Victim, victim, victim. Um, but the bottom line is the meme that I saw on Facebook that says it all. Trump's not arguing that he's innocent. He's arguing that he has the right to commit to commit crimes. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. Right. So well, this immunity it's the Nixonian thing is not a crime when the president does it. Right. Yeah. Well, this whole thing with this immunity, I don't think is going to go 
anywhere? No, I don't think it is. Either. I mean, because basically, no, because- if, if the Supreme Court rules that a Trump, the president has the immune, immunity to commit any crime he wants and not mm-hmm. be held accountable, then while in office, then then Biden could just do yeah, anything but he wants. This is. Not 2000 well, all over again, and they'll say it doesn't apply to Democrats, only to a right, Republican. Right, it only applies to a Republican. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, I will say I don't see the Supreme Court siding with Trump for – well, first of all, uh, let's not make any mistake here. This is going to be a crisis of ethics. They're not going to be like, oh, no, this is unethical. They're not going to – they're going to rule against him for two reasons. One, it would basically make the Supreme Court irrelevant. And you know they don't want to give up their right. power. Exactly. Exactly. Two, it's all about power. Right. Two, they don't need Trump anymore. They've got their crazy, rabid, ultra-conservative, Heil Schittler, Christo-fascist zombie brigade majority that they stole. Mm-hmm. They don't need yep. Trump anymore. Well, they could be, They could ultimately be the ones to, 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 do, to make him irrelevant. If they well, were, that's what I'm saying is that yeah. – of all the people in America who want Trump to go away, they want Trump to go away the most because they have no more use for him. Well, they He's said dead weight. They said the reason some of the Republican senators voted not to impeach Trump was because they were afraid of it. The voters were going to kill their family if they if they voted for oh, impeachment. God. You know, yeah, so it, this could be the chance for the Supreme Court. To actually solve the problem and say he's un because of he disqualified himself because of his actions on January sixth that he's not qualified to be the president. Or and, and to make it clear, the the Fourteenth Amendment makes it clear that disqualification is the default. Right, but also this whole thing that the president is not an officer of the. What's up with that? That's just yeah, bullshit. That's, bullshit. that's just the biggest. Bullshit argument I've heard anywhere because if anybody is an officer of the United States government, it's the president. It's the president. Yeah. Look at the oath that the president takes and then the oath that everybody all supposedly takes. Right. There's no difference. No, there's but no I will, difference from the lowliest person to the highest. I will say about the Supreme Court is that nothing will get decided into the in the Supreme Court until Harlan Crow and Opus Day says it, right? It will. Well, there you go, right? <laughs> so, I, I'm serious. You know, we got Alito with, uh, you know, his Opus Day connections, and then Harlan Crow. I I think that if Harlan Crow puts uh, a statue of Trump in his garden, that maybe they're not going to go with Trump this right. time. Right? <laughs> if there's no <laughs> statue, they're probably still using them for a while. Yeah. Well, uh, oh. well, then one I, of the. Uh, Sorry. Uh, you know the the 14th amendment uh is it Lydic the the um uh Ludic. Cons- yeah. yeah the the Ludic, the the conservative justice he said he's not just idea, conservative he's highly conservative that's the I know, point about but the guys. thing about it is he's <laughs> the one who said that this this uh, 14th amendment is a conservative base yeah. it's yes. a basic idea of them so yep. in all reality, they should agree unanimously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Well, Joe, what were you going to say? So we'll see what happens. We'll see who's they're going to really they're going to rule they're going to rule that keeping uh, Confederate uh, politicians and soldiers from running for office back in the day uh, was a wrong decision, and they're going to. I, I, I don't put anything past this maggot court. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I they'll know. probably end up splitting the baby, but who knows? So, well, who knows what, what they're going to do? What were you going to say, Joe? Uh, just two observations. One, 
there is no way they're going to keep him off the ballot. So yeah, you, you could you could whistle past the graveyard all you want. They're going to say he's on the ballot. They'll have an off ramp. They'll do it. Well, the Second bottom line all, is, even if they what, took him off the ballot, they'd write him in. He's cold. Yeah. So, yeah. It doesn't matter. This, this if, they write, if he's kicked off the ballot and they write his name in, those votes don't get counted. Yes, yeah, he can't ride in a 13-year-old. He can't. Yeah, remember, it's, he can't serve. It isn't that he can't run. Right, that's true. He can't Okay, serve. he can't serve. And in, in fact, there's their off-ramp. They're going to so say, well. Yeah, I has, think that's he, why he, California has said, So you okay, get Nikki or Elise. Okay, but let Joe finish. Let, let there, Joe finish. Go ahead. So you they're think off that they're oh sorry Joe. That's the raw frame. He's not nominated yet. Right. So so uh the fourteenth amendment says he can't serve. Doesn't say he can't run. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's the raw ramp. He's gotta be on the ballot. Now if he's elected and you bring it up again, well maybe he can't be sworn in. But right. uh right now they're gonna say nope, uh, he's gonna be on the ballot. Second of all, um it isn't a matter of whether they're going to agree about the, uh, the the immunity thing. It's when they're going to agree. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, what a Are they going to tell us in June or July? Yeah. Are they going to have the hearing and then hold off their ruling until June? No. You know I, honestly, does? I think what's going to happen, I think what's going to happen is they're going to let the appeals court rule, and then they may choose not to take it up and just let no. the appeals court stand. I, I disagree with that. You, you I think, think so? they're going to take it up no matter what the appeals court does. And I think they're going to have the hearing and I think they're going to agree with the, uh, with the department of justice on this, but I don't think they're going to rule it. I, uh, I heard a date already of February 8th. Well, that's the the appeals court. That's the appeals court, but we're talking about the Supreme court. So, but I thought it was the Supreme court. No, it's no, it's the federal appeals court. Supreme court did not pick it up. Jack Smith okay. asked the Supreme Court to take it, and they they declined and left it with the the federal. And and they're going to have that hearing on Tuesday, this right. Tuesday. Right. So uh, January 9th is the hearing for that. Right. In front of the appeals court. Right. But well, February and they may, and they, may rule, they may rule right that's, away. I mean, they, we may know by the end of this week whether right. the appeals court is going to upheld immunity. Yeah. And I don't suspect they will. Kathy, the February 8th one is the hearing in the Supreme Court about whether Trump can be thrown off the ballot or not. Yeah, well, that's what I was talking oh, about. I thought you were talking yeah. about immunity. We're, we're talking about but, immunity. But, so, yeah, the immunity one on, is, is going to be heard this Tuesday on the 9th. Oh, the, well, I don't think he's going to get through that. And I, I think you're going to hear hear them rule the next day. Yeah. Okay, I really do. I think yeah. it's going to be swift, and it's going to be no. He has to, he, he has to uh, hold trial. Right. Two things may happen. They may want an en banc hearing yep which means it goes before the whole appeals court instead of just the three-judge right. panel mm-hmm. or they may uh just go right to the supreme court who will take it up and i suspect won't make a, a mo- won't make a ruling until june or july yep. to effectively kill all these things until uh after, after the, election. the election yeah well mm-hmm. uh so uh um there was a lawyer in the Trump White House named Jim Schultz, and he was on CNN and said this. Another issue that the Supreme Court, of course, is going to take up um, is this immunity issue. The special counsel, Jack Smith, arguing in a new filing over the weekend on Saturday that this type of immunity, quote, threatens to license presidents to commit crimes to remain in office. Jim, how do you see this playing out for Trump? So Jack Smith has a winner on this one. 
right? I, I do not believe that the Supreme Court, that the, it is now the Supreme Court rejected the idea of expediting this, but it still goes to the D.C. Circuit Court. And it's common knowledge in the legal community. D.C. Circuit Court is kind of the warm-up act for the Supreme Court. A lot of Supreme Court justices have come from the D.C. Circuit. And this is, this, this is the right tribunal to be hearing it. And I think in this instance, the D.C. Circuit Court is going to act swiftly. And I think they're going to knock down this immunity claim, you know, very swiftly. Yep. Yep. We're going to see. Oh, we'll see what happens. Oh, my week. God. I think we should do an accounting sheet of all his <laughs> cases. Because trying to keep them straight oh, is do. insane. Well, the thing is, is they're all so fluid right now. I know. <laughs> Who knows? But, Joe, to set you, you, up here, set you up here for the clown car. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> there was a, the, the chairman of the main GOP, Joe uh, Stetkis, was on CNN with Boris Sanchez. And he was trying to argue about how the Secretary of State's ruling throwing Trump off the ballot uh, is just, oh, terrible, the worst thing in the world. And, mm. uh, uh, you know, Boris uh, wasn't letting him get uh, answer, uh, letting him quite get away with it, and uh, so this happened. Uh, so, Joel, earlier we spoke with one of the people who filed to challenge Trump's eligibility in Maine, Tom Saviello. He's, he's a fellow Republican who voted for Donald Trump twice. Uh, he argued that this group that, that he's with of, of people that challenge the eligibility are going about doing this through Maine's laws, that, that this is a legal process. I want you to listen to more of what he said. Maine has a law. We have to follow what our laws say on the book and on the books. And unless they want to, there's two ways you can do this. You can change the law or you can change what's required by the state of Maine. When we complain, which we're allowed to do under our constitutional rights and under Maine state law, she had a hearing, which was very fair, of which, interestingly enough, they brought no witnesses in. They had very few uh, pieces of information they came, and they objected to her participating after the, uh, the hearing record was closed. Um, I sometimes think they took us for granted. He's, of course, talking about the Secretary of State's decision to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. What is your response? Well, Boris, I think the simplest way we can put this really is, you know, we've got an unelected bureaucrat who likes to pretend what? that she's a lawyer, and she's literally taking away the voters' choices in Maine. You know, here in Maine and across the country, regardless of, you know, whether they like Donald Trump or not, you know, Bellows is wrong on so many levels, and it's, it's getting to the point of really being but if the state law, like the state constitution, makes it so that if someone has a complaint about a candidate, they take it up with the secretary of state, who then is the arbiter, how could she be in the wrong for making a decision based on what was presented to her in that hearing? Right, right. Well, you know, her, her decision process was, was just wrong. Uh, you know, she's there uh, to... Uh, to support uh, Maine's, Maine's voter, Maine voting rights, and she's doing exactly the opposite. Uh, you know, we're going to fight this thing to the, uh, the highest extent that we need to, and what she's doing is just flat out wrong. Why would you say that? Do you object to Donald Trump's participation on January 6th? Do you think that Article uh, 5 of the 14th Amendment, or rather Article 3 of the 14th Amendment is... Uh, d doesn't include the presidency? Like, what's your main argument against her decision? Well, this has, this has 
so much more to do with the suppression of the vote as opposed to Donald Trump. Keep dancing. We would, <laughs> we would oppose this decision regardless of what Republican uh, she decided that she was going to arbitrarily decide no, main she followed voters the law. aren't going to be allowed to you're vote. Saying, Joel, you're saying that it's arbitrary, but what is it about her decision? What is it about her argument legally that you're opposed to um we're just opposed to her her taking away the the rights of the voters to be able to choose the leader that they they want to vote for or not but but if there's a part of the constitution that says that if someone is an insurrectionist a state can intervene to remove them from a ballot and she is designated to make that decision according to Maine's state constitution then isn't it up to her? <laughs> her reason her reasoning behind her decision is completely wrong. So what is the reasoning that no matter, how, many to? Times, no matter how, how you ask the question, her decision is completely wrong. There are there Joel, are but give us, there give are, us the details. Uh, why, is why? why is it why? wrong? Why is it so wrong? So Boris so so Boris, this is the thing, right? There are there are attorneys and judges, Democrats and Republicans across this country that have said that she's wrong. Oh, Not one time in my life oh, yeah. have, I, have I ever agreed with Gavin Newsom, the governor of uh, California, well, California until law and now. Maine Gavin law Newsom also believes huh? the people should have the right uh, I'm just to trying to get to the basis. Uh, I'm trying to get to the basis of your legal argument, and you're not giving me any details. <laughs> yeah, right? You're just saying that it's flat out wrong. Why is it wrong from a legal standpoint? Like, is, is it you, that you think her interpretation of the amendment is wrong? Is it that you think that uh, for, it doesn't apply to the presidency, that it's not a self-executing portion of that amendment? Is there any detail you can give us other than saying she's flat out wrong, Joel? So, so one of the one of the things that we've seen in the <laughs> last humming, humming. in the last week are uh, very highly respected lawyers and That's judges, has, Democrats and Republicans yeah. alike, that have given plenty of yeah. legal argument on Answer why that question. she's wrong. You know, my job my job here is to protect the voters in in the state of Maine, and what she is doing uh, just shows absolute contempt for the everyday American. They feel like oh, we're not smart enough please. to think for themselves that she needs to pull somebody off of the ballot uh, because we're not smart enough to know whether we should vote for that person or not. To, and to that's fair, just flat I, out I, I wrong. Don't think, I, I don't think it's a question of intelligence. I think there's a legal argument to be made. It doesn't seem like you yeah. have articulated the exact legal argument and the flaw that you see in, in her decision. Nevertheless, Joel, we're grateful to have you and get your perspective. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> that was some crazy, crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, but once this, again, look over here. Oh, look at what Gavin, well, Gavin Newsom's not, yeah. not the governor. So once not again, the, not made. The, the level of gaslighting is just so immediate because the, the clip started off with a two-time Trump voter who is a part of a group of Republican voters in Maine who are bringing the lawsuit. The Secretary of State didn't bring this. Right. No. And once again, like in Colorado, they had a trial. 
Right. Trump and his team uh-huh. decided not to show up, and now they're claiming they didn't get due process. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, this, come on. This is the thing that really, this is the gaslighting that goes on. And MAGA voters lap it up. And uh, it's. Uh, well, this is him whining about being the victim, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Joe, he couldn't go to court that day because he stunk. So, right. <laughs> Trump stinks. Here you go. Joe, are you ready to see what's happening down in the clown car garage? Joe, you there? Yes, I am. All right. Let's and do I'm You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. The magazine. Oh, my God. There you go, Joe. Uh Uh-oh. Well... Every year, as you you may know, uh, on New Year's Day, in fact, the the day before, the Sci-Fi Channel runs a marathon of all the classic episodes of The Twilight Zone. Every single one. Right. And uh, not to be outdone, the Clown Car Update uh, dug up some recent episodes involving eerie tales from MAGA land. Oh. You might have missed them. I did. Well, in case you did. Uh, here are some summaries of these never-before-seen oh. episodes oh, okay. of Rod Serling's visions of the MAGA zone. Okay. Okay. Now, <clears throat> uh, tell me if you saw this one. The, the title of this one was The Snowman and the Witch. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's about Donald Trump Jr. wakes up from a cocaine binge to find himself locked in an apartment with no way out. <laughs> To his horror, his only companion, locked in with him for eternity, is Kimberly Guilfoyle. No! Oh my God! I don't feel I don't feel that that bad for uh, Schittler Jr. Well, you know, it's the twist. It's the <laughs> twist. You know, there's always a moral to to Brad Sterling's stories. Right. Uh, well, here's another one uh, you might have missed. A turd by any other name. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's still a turd, right? <laughs> yeah, it still smells as bad. Yeah. Uh, it stinks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Donald and Ivana are excitedly awaiting the birth of their second son. <laughs> but Ivana keeps having the same dream over and over. That she should abort the fetus before it's too late. Yeah, right. It's illegal. Not hating- not heeding the warnings of her dream, Ivana goes full term and gives birth to every mother's nightmare. Uh, Eric. Oh, no. That's what she did when they when he was born. Jeez. You might have missed this one. The mighty Mr. <laughs> Trump. Okay. Okay. Donald Trump is the penultimate loser. His penis is tiny, his morals are tinier, and he hates all immigrants and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> One night, he finds an old KKK hood in the dumpster outside of Trump Tower. Okay. It reminds him of his father. Oh, yeah. And he rubs it with a filthy, when a filthy lice-infested genie named Bannon oh. appears and grants his wish. 
to be elected president of the United States and close the southern border. Oh. But there's a catch. All the fast food restaurants in America have disappeared. Oh. They've been replaced with salad bars. Oh. And the only fast food available now comes from, wait for it, Mexico. Oh. Oh. Yes. Too bad, Donnie. Yeah, you closed too bad. the border. Not sorry. even Taco Bell. Uh, no. <laughs> now, there was this one. Okay. It was entitled, Tell Me If You See These Now, you know, The Leaking Man. Oh, no. Oh. No. Ew. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, <clears throat> here's the, uh, the summary. Rudy's on top of the world, literally. Oh, okay. Sitting in his penthouse apartment in the Manhattan, he is the toast of New York. Oh, he's toast, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's toast. toasted. <laughs> a, f- a former U.S. attorney, a former mayor of New York, America's mayor, until one day he meets Donald and his life spirals out of control. <laughs> Suddenly he finds himself in a world of landscaping parking lots and dildo stores. <laughs> and crematoriums. <laughs> until one morning. He wakes up and finds finds that he is actually strapped to an oil rig off the coast of Texas, leaking oil from his head. Right. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Go. The leaking oh. man. Yes. Oh. Okay. There's this one. Um, no exit. Oh, okay. Uh oh. Uh, okay. This one. Ron DeSantis has finally attained the goal of his life. Oh. He's been elected president of the United States. No. <laughs> Lord help us all. He finally stands among the great men in history. Only one problem. He discovers that those other great men were all made of wax. Oh. And he's stuck forever in Disney's new hall of presidents who never were. <laughs> oh, yeah. The good place. Yes. Yes. And here's the twist. He tries to leave. But all the oh. exits are blocked by a mountain of banned books. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Fitting those in. Scary right. things. Yes. Yes. This one, this one is a, a real short, short one. It's a nightmare as a child. Okay. Little Tiffany wakes up in horror to find that she's the child of Donald Trump. <laughs> oh. No way out of that one. Right. Now, there's this one. There's terror at 30,000 feet. Okay. Now, this Ooh. isn't the one with, uh, with you know, the guy on the wing or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all seems Okay. On, the, on a flight of Air Force One when President Trump has a bathroom emergency after a dinner of KFC and tacos. <laughs> oh, God. When he emerges from the bathroom, he realizes he's not on Air Force One at all, but a prison ship named the USS Insurrection. And the, <laughs> and the captain of the ship is Jack Smith. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, that's a nightmare for him. That's a good episode. Yeah. That's a good episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. That was a good one. Yes, in his purple robes too. Yeah. Uh, this one, the last one I have here is the supreme irony. Uh oh. Okay. Yes, six Supreme Court justices, five male, one female, all voted to take away health care from all women in America. But on this day, they each wake up with an ectopic. Pregnancy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Five men, one woman, six people in big trouble. Yeah, heap of troubles. There's, there's one more catch. 
they're waking up in Texas. Oh, right. Oh, good. Good. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So uh, it's 2024, so it's time to prepare yourself for a journey beyond time and space. Welcome to a world where up is down, black is white, insanity is optional. You're about, to enter, optional you're about to enter a place of alternate facts and optional dental hygiene. <laughs> All right. Oh. A trailer park of nightmares and Walmarts. Oh. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The MAGA Zone. Yes. Oh. Yay. know that. Terrible, terrible night. By the way, if you've missed it, <clears throat> there is a wonderful version of A Christmas Carol written by Rod Serling that you probably have never heard of or seen. But it's available, uh, I believe, on Max. Okay. Uh, maybe even on YouTube, okay, for free. But the name of it is A Carol for Another Christmas. It was written by Rod Serling. It's a take on a Christmas carol, but one that'll blow you away. Uh-oh. And some of the people in it are amazing, like uh, Steve Lawrence, uh, oh. uh, the guy who played uh, Clouseau. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. Uh, there are some great actors in this, and uh, you have you have to uh, Ben Gazzara. Oh wow! Okay, and the whole premise is that Ben Gazzara is the nephew of a uh, multi-billionaire who is blocking um, a uh, a a professor transfer between countries because he's still bitter that his son was killed in World War II and uh, well anyway this billionaire is takes a trip on uh, many voyages to find uh, much of what we see in Magaland today. He's What's it called again? The- a Carol for Another Christmas. Okay. Rod Serling was he wrote it for the United Nations, by the way, for the United Nations to support international uh, diplomacy. So, uh, but it was, it's one of the best, if not the best, take on a Christmas carol I've ever seen. It's a very not well known uh, uh, Rod Serling masterpiece. Don't miss it. Okay. Again, it's called. A Carol for Another Christmas. Well, you know, Joe. Gotta um, check that out. So, Joe, Jesse Waters mm-hmm. had a um, a uh, Twilight Zone moment when he had uh-huh. uh, Paula Roberts on to read the tarot cards. Oh, was feared fortune tellers. We could be tempting fate. But at a dinner party, I was given a delightful reading. And when I asked her about Trump, she said there'd be a grave injustice this fall. And we may not even have an election. Therefore, we needed a second opinion. Paula Roberts is the English psychic who is on set to give us a reading right now. I would like, Paula, for you to give me a reading Hmm. on President Trump. Just the one card. One card. One card. Let's do just one card. We like that one. Uh, oh. 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 
What is that? I, I mean, I, I, I do recognise that I'm at, I'm at Fox TV. I have <laughs> a sense of loss. A, a sense, sense of, of loss. loss. But it, it's very oh. specific. No, let, let, let me move on. <laughs> it's a sense of loss. It's as if um, he may be thinking more about what he's lost and not still taking full advantage of what he still has. That's a great interpretation, Paula. It's true. I I don't make it up. Let's see President Joe Biden. What will his year look like? Let's look at Joe Biden. Lots and lots and lots and lots of money. Lots of money. (laughs) From China? (laughs) Oh, you are cheeky. (laughs) I I didn't say from where. Lots of money. A lot that of money. is very interesting. I mean, above, okay, for whatever is his normal, it's way above. That's why when I say lots. Wow. Because I, I deal with everybody of every possible um, income, so that, 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 that's not. All right, I'm going to put you in touch with James Comer after this reading. <laughs> I, I always tell people that I've only played five-card uh, tarot, Queen of Pentacles, wild. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, with a card she dealt, she she drew for Trump had the the black look like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was. that was death. Were laying that down. was death. Mm. Yeah, and the pawns were laying down. Which is probably the only way we're going to get rid of the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. That KFC death. buckets are still working on well, it, but but death represents loss, not necessarily. That's why we keep asking death. the the big question: Is he still alive today? Mm-hmm. Every morning. Mm. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. By the way, by the way, I just want to uh, quickly run down who is in this movie I was telling you about. Listen to this lineup of I, I don't know why it hasn't gotten more more viewing, but Britt Eklund. Wow. Ben Gazzara. Nice. Sterling Sterling Hayden. Wow. Pat Hingle. Steve mm-hmm. Lawrence. Percy Rodriguez. Eva Marie Saint. Peter Sellers. Robert Shaw. James Shigeta and Barbara Antier. And the director, right, was Joseph Mankevich of All About Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the music was done by, you might have heard of this guy too, Henry Mancini. Oh, yes, of course. Wow. It was released December 28, 1964. It's only 84 minutes long. A Carol for Another Christmas. Don't miss it. All right. All right. You know, Joe, I've been trying to resurrect the uh, Death Wish series, but in a more uh, woke agenda. Uh huh. And if you might uh, uh, forgive me, I'll. I'm pitching a screenplay right now called The Widower. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Charles Bronson, Death Wish like vigilante, who's pushed too far after his wife dies a gruesome death in the ER while while the doctors and staff were held hostage by a group of Christo Nazi Christo fascist Taliban. Oh, and in his quest for revenge, he stumbles into the halls of corporate power. Yes. Uh, so it's not uh, really a comedy. I guess not. Not exactly. But it's a lot it 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 could be a shoot 'em up and America loves that. So right. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. But you yeah. know, uh, going after the people that killed his his wife because she couldn't get the health care that she needed. There you go. And, and oh. while, the, while the doctors were on the phone with their lawyers. Right. Yes. Well they weren't even no at that point there's no phones involved. It's just uh the actual uh, you know, Christo fascist Taliban. 
They're here. They're here. Okay. And they're they're like headdress. Red hats. Yep. Well, uh, of course, of course. Well, you know, uh, Fox News was uh, was uh, having a a fit about uh, you know Clinton being on that list of um, people who went to on Epstein's planes. Yeah. But uh, they uh, just completely ignored the fact that uh, one Donald Trump was on there too. Yeah, right. right. guys photographed more than anybody with the guy. Right. Yeah. It's just like, oh my god. I don't know if this is any kind of excuse and things, you know, can be subject to question and stuff. But a couple of the women who were young women when these events occurred said that Epstein, total creep, Dershowitz, total creep, Bill Clinton, perfect gentleman. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. Well, and when I heard the, the bit about Alan Dershowitz, it was like, ugh. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> in, in his tiny he said pants. he got a massage and never took his underwear off, and he uh-huh. never inhaled either. Uh-huh. He was in his tiny oh. ladies. Yeah. yeah, that's even disgusting. I never so took my disgusting. underwear off when they uh, were that's rubbing me all young, over. You know why? He probably had nicotine stains on his underwear. Oh, <laughs> oh ew. <laughs> well, uh, they don't like him in Martha's Vineyard. Joseph Luis Santorsa. Days on Martha's Vineyard. So yeah. Christina Bob was on. They a, might have a little toilet paper, but he doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. So Christina Bob was on some America's Voice Live, whatever this thing is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some what right, is that? Some right wing something. I don't. It's know. It's not Newsmax, and it's not America One or whatever. Maybe it is America One. Maybe they're. I thought they went out of business. I don't know. But anyway, she said this. Look, here's okay. the thing. I would not be surprised if, if, if uh, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Contestant Jackson Brown, whichever, if she was eight to one. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that because of the, the radical nature of her position yeah. on the court and some other what? decisions that she's talking about. But I agree with you. It should be nine to nothing. Look, this is a political question. America's always deferred about the court should say it's not a question for the court. It's a question for the voters. That is the tradition okay. of this country, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, it is. And as you mentioned in your monologue, the uh, Colorado Republican Party has already filed their brief with the Supreme Court, and they say just that. It's actually a very solid brief. Uh, they raise a, a handful of arguments as to why uh, this this uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment doesn't even apply to the president. It's not self-executing. Uh, Donald Trump hasn't mm-hmm. been charged with insurrection. And this is a question for the voters. The reason why it doesn't apply to the president was because the drafters of the 14th Amendment realized that the president is elected by the entire nation, and it should oh. be the entire nation who determines oh, who they want for president, whether they're guilty of insurrection or not. It's up to the people. Well, we're about party yeah. politics now. Yeah, but if the and president... The states have complete... It's, it's only in the Constitution. Where does the states make up their own well, rules if, for their voting? And if the president was elected by the majority of the Americans, Hillary Clinton would have been president in 2016. Yeah, exactly. That's, right. that's <laughs> right? how that works. Huh. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah. Always, you know, I mean... <laughs> And, you know, the other thing, too, is I heard one of the legal commentators or uh, constitutional scholars said over the holidays was that the um, earlier drafts of the 14th Amendment included the president in Section 3, but they took it out 
because they thought it was redundant. So to yeah. argue well, yeah. that the president is not an officer of the United States and was and that they the Congress did not intend for the pre- that to apply to the president is ridiculous. You know, that's ridiculous. I mean, the whole, the whole really argument, any argument against it is ridiculous. He committed insurrection. Everybody knows it. Judge yeah. said it. Uh, like I said, they're only off ramp, and I I think that's the one they're going to take. Is that he is he he can run. He just can't serve. Because that's exactly what it says, right? Right. That you you can't this, serve. You know, so, if I might, there's nothing to say he can't be on a ballot. Right. Yeah. What are you going to say, Justice? I was also just, since I'm the son of a professional historian, I'd like to argue for a position of Supreme Court historian, so that we're not left with mm-hmm. aides to the justices to ferret out what these historical events are and the interpretation that's been triangulated over, you know, a hundred years or more. You know, you're, you're, you, 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 uh, you bring up a good point, Justice, because uh, I, I read that in the Washington Post that, uh, I forgot who said it, but that they should have, instead of all law clerks, mm-hmm. some of them should be professional historians. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, maybe it was uh, Lawrence had a fellow on, I believe, Friday. Yes, that's who argued this point, and maybe he's the yes. one who penned this uh, uh, piece. Yes, yes, yes. It is the one. That's where I heard it. The Wasn't one from it? Stanford. Yes, who yeah. said yes that 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 instead of stacking your staff, Supreme Court justices stacking their staff with law clerks, they should mix in some historians, mm-hmm. professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. To add yeah. some perspective on what went on when these debates were going on, when they were bringing these amendments, you know, yeah, what so was in their minds. See, yeah. people well, people like to think that, oh, well, we can determine what the, <clears throat> the textual analysis or bent of the Constitution was by reading the Federalist Papers. But to a historian, the Federalist Papers are like the encyclopedia. That's like not a source material. Right. You have to go into what the arguments were that made up the Federalist Papers and then the arguments that made that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's it's, courts go to the Federalist Federalist, uh, what, 49, and they go, oh, well, you know, this says that the uh, president has ultimate power. That's crazy stuff. So, yeah, but when they but they always want to want to get into the intent of the the framers. Well, if you want to get into the intent, you got to get into the debates that took place. Right, exactly. and that's not exactly. that's not in the Federalist Papers. Right, and and this is another thing that's very disconcerting because at the same time they're getting rid of humanities history and all classes and all that. The only way we would know about this is by reading, you know, correspondence between the principals involved as they're debating. And that's what, <laughs> this is what's crazy, yeah. is that there are actual letters among, you know, the, the various debaters, not only just the record kept in, in the room in which they're debating. And so all of this is brought to the fore. But, you know, uh, people, they're, they're taking that, uh, that part of history, that critical thinking part, you know, just the technical building blocks of studying history away it's to me it's it's counter to you know what ben franklin talked about in terms of public education and what lincoln affected you know with the land grant schools that yes an educated 
populace, an educated electorate is best for democracy. I guess they don't want democracy. Mm -hmm. Well, yes. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up here. We didn't get time to get to everything I wanted to talk about, but that's all right. Because uh, we saw the report that um, Trump uh, got seven million. What was it? Seven. (laughs) How much money was it? Seven million dollars from foreign governments. Yeah, almost. It was eight, eight, it was eight or more. Or, yeah, that's eight only plus. from that's only a fraction of the two years that they allowed that they were allowed to investigate because yeah. it got shut yeah. down by Comer. Right. Yeah. Yep. Comer and, shut and them then, down uh, so they couldn't find out anything else. And then Ken Block, the guy that Trump hired to find all the voter fraud, couldn't find any voter fraud, <laughs> and came out and said so. And then did you see Trump in a Trump put this what was it thirty seven page document full of conspiracy elections is conspiracy in a filing. <laughs> Oh, that's not going to fly. Oh, my God. What yeah. a, and, and and then he's pissed off because Jack Smith <laughs> filed a motion to keep him from putting debunked conspiracy theories in the court before the jury. <laughs> You're taking away oh, my free speech. Oh, God, God, God. But uh, we'll wrap up with Joe Biden. Trump won't do what an American president must do. He refuses to denounce political violence. So hear me clearly. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy. None. Right. You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. And yet Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped up by the big Trump lie taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull and echoing the very same words used on January 6th. Where's Nancy? And he thinks that's funny. He laughed about it. Mm -hmm. What a sick... Right? (laughs) (laughs) You should have said it. Don't get his Irish up. You should have said six. I think it's despicable, seriously. I I just for a present for any person to say that. But to say it to the whole world listening, when I was overseas, anyway. Uh, Trump's assault on democracy isn't just part of his past. It's what he's promising for the future. Mm-hmm. He's being straightforward. He's not hiding the ball. His first rally for the 2024 campaign opened with a choir of January 6th insurrectionists singing from prison on a cell phone. While images of the January 6th riot played on a big screen behind him at his rally. Can you believe that? And he referred to him as This is like something out of a fairy tale. Yeah. Right. Bad fairy tale. Yep, exactly. Amen. Amen. So. An angry Brandon is the best Brandon. Yes. And you know, uh, the Lincoln Project, which is. Republicans or former Republicans, recovering Republicans, they featured his speech. Yes, and and the MAGAs are pissed off because uh, because Joe Biden stole their dark Brandon ma. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Whining. Glasses and all. He sold more coffee cups that his eyes turn red. Dark Brandon. Right. <laughs> I said that was that, the most popular was- item. But, that was great. Uh, oh my gosh! But uh, oh well. Well, we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens this week. I'm I'm hoping that we get something out of the appeals court, Joe. Well, we have more of the the ridiculous 
uh, Lauren Boebert is now accusing or being accused of hitting her husband or ex-husband. Oh, yeah. Getting in a fight just, just drunken today. Brawl. Well, you know, I mean, they had yeah, to celebrate. I mean, they had to celebrate January 6th. Oh, and yeah, did you see Marge? Marge had her event on January 6th canceled by the venue for her womp, womp. celebration of January 6th book signing. <laughs> Did, did oh, you see well, where she was signing her books, though, where she ended up? No, where was she? Well, they call it the children's section, and they're making fun I mean, of it. she is mentally actually, a child. It's actually the Lego bins. Oh, God. Yes. Like, oh, very, appropriate like, very appropriate for her. Very appropriate for her. Oh, God. They're just a bunch of whiny snowflakes. But anyway, with that, uh, Justice, tell people where they can check you out. You can find me on... Uh, Anywhere on social media at Justice Putnam on Netroots Radio and also on Black Coes at Daily Coes. All right. Thank you, Justice. And Adam? Uh, before we go, may, may I just bring something up that came to my attention this week? I'm yes. sorry. Go um, So uh, this week we found out that uh, one of the founding members of our radio network, uh, Deba Kell, uh, Sally passed away last August. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Uh, we don't have any details. All I know is that her husband, Glenn, uh, reached out to Bobber in D.C. Um, and informed him, and that's how we found out. Oh. Uh, so, Deva, this drink is for you. Oh. I love it would have been better if there was actually something left in my cup. But. Uh. Uh, yeah, it, it was sad, uh, but, you know, I mean... It happens. Yeah. So, well. Yeah. Anyway, you can find me uh, at Radio for Humans, Radio for Humans on uh, Instagram and Threads, as well as the Adam Hebert uh, on Instagram and Threads, fighting the fight where I am a reader, a writer, and a liberal fighter. All right. Thank you, Adam. And we'll go to Kathy. Yeah, you can find me on Let's Remember to Never Forget in Facebook. Oh. And uh, on the other little places, I, I check it out. All right. Thank you, Kathy and Joe. Sure. Thank you hmm. for having me. You can find me on Facebook and on Mastodon and on WordPress, jsantorsa.wordpress.com. And hopefully you'll be over COVID next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I'm over it now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Don't, 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 have, don't jinx it, Joe. And you can follow me. Uh, Tim Cormall at Mastodon.social, as well as on the Tim Cormall on Threads, Spoutables, and on Facebook, and uh, that's, I think that's about it. Instagram, yeah. So, and uh, we'll close out with our good buddies, Lauren's latest song, Sean's Leaving New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, take it away, Lauren, and we will see you all soon. Start spreading the news. Sean's going away Thinking we'd care that Hannity will leave New York With his hateful views The mean things that he'd say Losing such inhumanity won't grieve New York This guy's a racist, sexist birther Who lies with ease And more than happy to spread Gross conspiracies We won't 
don't sing the blues Most folks said hooray To see this bulbous manatee Fly like a stork Just one more rich old schlemiel Who's going south? Big deal, no one cares if Sean leaves New York. He thinks this move is breaking news, nothing bigger than. But he's the embodiment of Florida man. It's fun to peruse how folks field day mocking the endless vanity Sean just can't call this guy's a royal pain Florida's loss is our gain what a reprieve Sean leaves new Bye, and good riddance. Bye.